According to Forrester, 44% of purchase influencers in the Asia-Pacific region consider improving customer experience as one of their top priorities over the next 12 months. Now, even a minor improvement to a brand's customer experience quality can add revenue by reducing customer churn and lowering the cost of customer acquisition. In my opinion, one of the 2022 Forrester predictions that stood out is the one predicting that the future of customer service is automatedly human. According to Forrester, automation done well can guide and empower customers to reap the benefits of great customer experience. In this podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Pasuprada Srinivasan, Senior Analyst at Forrester, to get her perspective on this concept of automatedly human. Vasu, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Hi, Alan. It's great to be here. Hello, everyone. If you could, could you give us a state of customer service today? What exactly is working and what isn't? Absolutely. I think it's very prudent for us to say that customer service as we knew it has definitely changed right in terms of its definition and, and what's expected from customer service today. Um, a little bit of this is definitely influenced by the pandemic, but a lot of these were wheels that were kind of set in motion even before the pandemic and the COVID-19 happened. Um, so things like, for example, the enhanced focus on the digital first narrative, the want to do more digitally to enable end customers to help themselves, promotion of self-service, doing more on digital channels like live chat. These were things that were kind of got started much before the pandemic. But what the pandemic very unwittingly did, I think, is kind of accelerated this for a lot of businesses. So we weren't ready for this scale of adoption when it came to digital service channels or automated service channels. We were on longer roadmaps to improve the effectiveness of these technologies. But a lot of that got compressed and very crunched because of the pandemic because there was large-scale adoption of digital channels and everybody was flocking to literally any way they could connect with a brand. So if it was a chatbot, they were happy to talk to a chatbot. Maybe they didn't two years ago, but now customers are indicating more and more that they're very happy to be working with a combination of automated and human technologies. But what we've also seen as a very key distinction just over the last couple of years is with all the digital-first narrative, there was a, a bit of an undercurrent and we were expecting that phone or voice as the primary channel of support would actually fade away or not be a very dominant channel. And we've seen that's not true either. So for example, customer service today is a lot more complex, both in terms of the kind of queries they're answering, but also in terms of the emotional competence of those conversations. So customer service today is having a higher empathy conversations, the more difficult conversations around job losses and payment assistance and waivers for payment of fees. So these conversations require not just a higher knowledge and process complexities, but also for higher emotional skills to kick in for human agents. So customer service today, if I have to pivot it, is not really omni-channel. It's more multi-channel, if we can call it that. And we really don't seem to have any science behind how all of these channels work. We're just going more spray and pray. There is a whole bunch of channels for everyone to choose from and everyone still trying to figure out what's the best channel for customers to be using, if that makes sense. In terms of failings, what would you say have been the major failings of some of these new digital tools that organizations have put in place following the massive move to uh, all things digital? 
Yeah, so I think with respect to digital and automation, I think every business out there had what I'd like to call two levels of objectives, right? One that was more simple, that was more incremental, that was more focused on effort reduction and effectiveness. Those goals are what is working really well when it comes to digital and automation specifically. So everything that we wanted to do with simple, you know, FAQ type of queries, those automations are handling really well. But the holy grail objective for enterprises, whether that was optimizing cost, whether that was reducing volumes on non-digital channels, whether that was cutting down the number of agents they were using for support. The biggest outcome of all that enterprises wanted to really impact with digital and automation was customer experience. None of these have seen complete adoption or realization for many enterprises. Most enterprises are still trying to figure out or they're struggling to tie these core outcomes as you know, affected or impacted directly by automation. So those are the big failings for the industry as a whole to meet those big business objectives that they were tying down to digital and automation. As I said at the beginning, one of the things that attracted me about Forrester predictions is this thing on automatedly human as part of the customer service. Can you explain to us what is customer service in the context of automatedly human? Yeah, I think it's probably my take on the notion that we've all been working with when it comes to automation. The fact that we are always thinking that it has to be either automated or a human, not the two working together, not the two belonging together, but as two distinct separate ways to serve customers. And I think that's what's changed for the industry. That's been the learning um, specifically over the pandemic. I think we are now in a place where we realize that it's not actually man against machine that it's not really two distinct service or support channels. As a matter of fact, it shouldn't be two separate channels. It shouldn't be one or the other. That we have to figure out a way where automation complements human support. And in the process, automation becomes a more human-assisted layer of support rather than a completely automated support. So that's kind of where I'm going with automatedly human. So automation is not an option for anyone today. Everybody has to invest in it. Every business is focused in it. But there is a way to get automation right. And the principle to get that right is to keep the human in the loop. So it's not about eliminating humans. It's about learning to work together with the human layer. Given that technology is, as you say, an enabler of customer service, who gets to decide what type of technologies should be integrated into their customer service process? And what sort of metrics should an organization look to consider to really make sure that they, this hybrid model or this combined uh, technology plus human aspect of a customer service are effective in their effort? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I do believe tech is the big enabler. It's also the big unifier. But what we more often than not do is have what I'd like to call magical expectations from technology as opposed to realistic expectations, right? Because everybody thought that the minute I put a chatbot on my website or a mobile app, that it's somehow automatically going to reduce my call volumes and improve my customer experience. What we have today is a lot more pragmatism around 
around automation. So today, the industry at large understands that technology is an enablement layer, that it is not the entire solution, right? Now, given that, what we also need to then think differently about is who makes those decisions around how technology works and how do you make it really work really well? For example, till about maybe about five years ago, most technology buying decisions were purely owned by IT or by procurement. But today, evaluations for technologies like chatbots and virtual assistants are not restricted to IT and procurement anymore. We have functional business owners that use this technology day in and day out that are conducting evaluations that understand this technology and that want to work with this technology by themselves. Now, the other big change is that typically enterprise technology was always packaged with services. So the assumption was that we buy technology and we also buy services that will help us manage this technology. Now, with some of these digital tools that we're talking, whether it is self-service, whether it's chatbots, there is a lot of DIY that is involved. There is a lot of focus on these technologies being kind of configured and optimized by the users themselves rather than work with a service provider. Now, because of that, today, technology decision cannot be just by IT. It is not just the CTO's mandate or the CIO's mandate. It has to be a cross-functional team that brings in different user groups for the technology together. For example, right, contact centers and customer service teams have never been a part of technology buying or technology design practices. But it makes so much sense to bring them in early on in the process because if you think about it, they are the least common denominator between your customer and your process. They're the people that are having conversations with your customers every day. They're the people that are sitting there and listening to customer feedback on what's working and what's not working. And not tapping into that channel for insights while you design these solutions is a big miss, right? Or for example, using the contact center as a control group for A-B testing on these technologies. Again, a fantastic way to fail fast and fix fast, right? You get insights before it starts hitting your end customers and you have a proactive way to triage negative experiences. The short answer, who needs to make these decisions? It's not a single decision maker anymore. It has to be a cross-functional team. You also had a question on what metrics measure these effectiveness, right? My North Star metric is not CX. For me, CX is an outcome. The metric that delivers CX for me at the 30,000 feet level is resolution. Because if you think about it yourself as a customer, what would be the one thing that would matter to you to rate any interaction with a brand as a positive one? The answer is resolution. Was my query resolved today? If the answer is yes, I'm a satisfied, happy customer. If the answer is no, I am not. And the no needs to get granular. The no is where we break this down and understand what's delivering all the no's in terms of resolution. And we identify those and uh, continuously fix and improve on those metrics. So my North Star metric, definitely resolution. Now, would you be able to cite any use case today where a decisively automated, so more heavily, but automated human is proving effective? Okay, you're probably going to expect me to say password reset, but I'm not going to say that because that's probably the worst use case for automation ever. We all know that password reset is a process that we all understand and can resolve without having to speak to a chatbot or a virtual assistant. So, so we kind of need to be moving away from that and where we are using automated humans, if we're calling it that, is really to look at any process that has a fairly structured workflow, that has rule-driven decisions 
decision making, which is limited by its nature and very, very if then kind of a IFT kind of a principle. That is what makes sense with respect to leveraging completely automated channels. So whether it is processes like order management, for example, or um, fulfillment processes or um, customer onboarding processes, specifically for verticals like telecom or banking or any sort of generic customer service process that involves not just a lookup, but basic task and goal orientation in terms of enabling customers to do things like completing a balance transfer, for example, in banking or making a particular payment or rescheduling a delivery. Those are processes and use cases that have maximum adoption, but also have the maximum amount of success when it comes to completely automated transactions. What would be your advice to not just customer experience leaders, but business leaders in general looking to have a more effective and efficient customer service operation? Um, so we always have, we, we follow the rule of three at Forrester. So I'll close out with three recommendations as well. It will kind of be a, a little bit of a summary of everything that we've spoken about. The first one is definitely focus on resolution. We spoke earlier on about what I'd like to call the channel clutter, which is basically extending a whole bunch of channels to customers and then making it the customer's job to figure out which is the right channel. That's not the way it works because you have process complexities. You have other issues that govern what kind of interactions are relevant for a chatbot or a virtual assistant or for any kind of automation. So don't just create channels for interaction or engagement. Create channels with focus on resolution, right? If you move a particular query to a particular channel, you need to make sure that it can be resolved in that channel and that it does not create a leakage to another channel. So take a step behind, focus on resolution and make that your North Star for every single channel decision, whether it's automated or agent assisted. The second one is as an industry, we've adopted a very incremental approach to working with automation, which is great, right? It's it's small steps. It's starting slow. It's very narrow use cases. That's all fantastic. We can be incremental, but we also have to remember to be progressive. What do I mean by progressive? It needs to have a roadmap that is looking at what the end user experiences and aims to continuously improve that experience. Experience. To give you an example, you can have a chatbot that's only going to push links or direct the customer or bring information from different parts of the website or a mobile app. That can be a great starting point, but that cannot be the only thing your chatbot does. If your chatbot does not progress or mature into handling additional use cases, additional intents, and start moving to a place where it is able to do things for the user versus just say things to the user, you're not using the technology well. So it is awesome to start incremental, but make a roadmap that is super progressive. And finally, everything that we've been talking about boils down to the one thing, keeping the human in the loop. Remember that technology, any sort of technology, AI, conversational AI is meant to augment, not replace. We want to eliminate effort, not experience. So the result or the answer is not to remove the human layer, but to empower the human layer by using automation really well. Those are probably my three recommendations on uh, for anyone that's in this journey. Basu, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan. This was really great. 
That was Vasuprada Srinivasan, Senior Analyst at Forrester on the topic of the future of customer service is automatedly human. You are listening in the podcast for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Thank you.